Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC. Back with it, brother. I'm back with you, man. We're back in action. How you doing? I'm blessed as always. How are you, bro? Man, same here, brother. Can't complain at all. I mean, I could, but at the end of the day, juxtapose it, right? <laughs> juxtapose it, brother. What, what what can you do by complaining? There's a scripture. It's not on the top of my head, but essentially, like you're you're not going to buy any time back from complaining. You're yeah. not going to, you know. Let me let me not take it out of context, but essentially, complaining is not going to help you, right? Thanks. Um, so, listeners, welcome back. I wonder what you guys thought about um, in regards to our interlude five minute Friday episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. we loved it. Uh, but, uh, you, of course, we're a little biased, but you know, we, we really <laughs> hope you loved it too. Uh, and our hope is that those more condensed episodes serve as an inspirational connection point in between our, our main full episodes, uh, just to ensure that, you know, we're, we're being intentional about our messages being digestible and approachable. So again, I, I really hope you guys uh, listen to it. And, and if you have any other feedback, you know, leverage that question and answer, especially you guys on Spotify, there is a Q&A um, that is available after you listen to the podcast. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. But to give you guys a, a bit of a recap around what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks, as mentioned before, want to remind you guys, we have episodes every Friday. So definitely want you guys to tune in. But We've discussed the work that is truly, um, you know, going to be needed to help us identify what we're really living for. That that yeah. podcast was all around. What are you living for? And then within our interlude, we talked very briefly about the fight that is required to experience the life that awaits on the other side of your commitment, your focus and your faith that will be required for the fight that is assigned to you. So in that interlude, I mentioned David, King David, a beloved person in the Bible that many of us know about. Uh, and I talked about his fight with Goliath. And I, I want to really underscore in this episode that that was one fight that David was known for, although David's fight had truly only begun. And, you know, I wonder if you who are listening to my voice have identified what your fight is. Mm. Uh, and I'll give you a hint that it, it typically begins with doing those things that are counter to what's innate. Or when I say innate, I mean those things that come natural to you. Yeah. Um, and and it, you, it will require you to really illuminate uh, what's not necessarily obvious to the naked eye, although sometimes it is very obvious. Sometimes your fight is right in front of your eyes and you can grow accustomed to ignoring it. So think mm -hmm. of those things like generational strongholds or, or, or family issues that consistently show up. Uh, think of marital problems. Think of financial downturns. Think of psychological challenges uh, that will be required to that will require you rather to dig deep to juxtapose your comfort mm. in order to see what victory and more importantly, what impact your fight results in. So, um, you know, to the point of, of the fight, you know, I, I really want to preface this conversation with the fact that this is a message that is potentially worth listening to twice. Um, yeah. You know, this, this particular episode is requiring Elsie and I to be 
pretty vulnerable and, and, and sincere. Um, and to be completely honest, this is our second time recording this. You know, the fight, uh, I think it, 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 it gleans insight to the fact that this will be a message that may not be the easiest to digest because yeah. it's going to require you to fight what is natural, what is innate. Uh, we're going to say some things here that, you know, we, we pray um, by God's grace, it touches your heart and, and allows you to look in the mirror and not beat yourself up, not condemn yeah. yourself. There's yeah. no condemnation in Christ, um, but there's opportunity to optimize your life, to yeah. really get in your fight so that you live a life that at the end of it, you 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 have accomplished what God has designed for you to do. So, um, you know, just to go back even to mention uh, us re-recording this, I, as I first listened to the playback, you know, I feared responses to, to what Elsie and I were saying. I, I feared that I was just not communicating well, but I'll take this opportunity to get in my fight, um, to juxtapose those innate feelings that I thought and uh, let God do what God does best and, yeah. and, and draw, yeah. draw, allow him to draw his people closer to him. Um, so, yeah, so I will jump in with uh, the, 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 the crux of our message here, starting with Romans chapter seven, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump into verse 15. I'm using for this particular uh, passage, Amplified, um, the Amplified text, and, and I, I'm using Amplified translation just to really help clarify the, the 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 message for particularly for those who are a, a bit unfamiliar with it so again Romans 7 uh chapter uh excuse me Romans 7 that, that is a chapter in verse 15 so it starts by saying for I do not understand my own actions I am baffled and bewildered by them I do not practice what I want to do but I'm doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. And I'll pause before I move a bit uh, further into verse 16, but that might be, again, a little counterintuitive for those who have not heard this passage before, Romans 7, verse 15. But think of, you know, your own uh, life and think of many of the things. Let's start with New Year's resolutions or New Year's plans. A lot of people have them. Many times you have those resolutions and you find yourself not actually doing the things that will help you attain mm. those goals or, or find, um, you know, f identify um, the solution that's needed to get to that, that end goal. So, so yeah. wanted to kind of help hopefully make that uh, scripture make a little bit more sense. There are a lot of things that we want to do in life that we actually don't do. Right. And yep. it's because yep. of our flawed humanity. Um, so verse 16 goes on to say, now, if I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, God's law, confessing that it is good, morally excellent. So now if that is the case, then it is no longer I who do it the disobedient thing which I despise, but the sin nature which lives in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is mm. in my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. For the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. Mm. For the good that I want to do, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. 
But if I am doing the very thing I do not want to do, I'm no longer the one doing it. That is, it is not me in the acts. It is a sin nature which lives in me. Again, that was pretty meaty. And I encourage you all, particularly if you have not heard that before, to hit that rewind button to make sure that you were really able to understand that message. And I think, again, it's important to fight through your initial reaction as you're listening to that, because it's, Elsie, it's it's pretty um, natural for us to say, oh, I'm a good person and I'm yeah. honest and I'm, you know, a good brother and I'm a good spouse and I'm a good mm-hmm. parent. But there are always blind sides that we have mm-hmm. um and and leveraging sin um in in its most basic essence and if i could try to translate it myself sin is the very uh, thing that um opposes the the will of god it, it goes against what god's ordained plan is and sometimes sin feels like a bed bug sometimes it feels like it just sticks around and even multiplies and and persists longer than we all would like it to um and i want to even leverage my spiritual grandfather tony evans who's a patriarch of the faith um and and I'm, i want to tap into his commentary to help bring this this passage to life a little bit more. One snippet from his commentary says, as it relates to the scripture, the closer you get to God, the more sensitive you are about your own moral failure. He goes on to say, show me a Christian who does not feel the pain of his sin, and I'll show you someone who isn't close to God. And LC, I mean, as I, I read that part in his commentary, I was like, man, I, I must be really close to God because mm. that part about nothing good dwelling in the flesh, it really hits home for me. And it really reinforces what this podcast is all about. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. using you and I, LC, as an example, we're men in the in our word basically daily. We are now serving a community of believers and, and potentially even new believers, and we're constant, constantly leveraging the word to, to be a mirror, to show us what we should be. Um, right. and, and yet we are still flawed. And, and that really shows us our need for, for, for Jesus. And, you know, for those who are listening, who, who know Elsie, who know myself, you might be thinking, oh, no, you guys are great people. You guys are upstanding men and, you know, you're great employees and you're great this and and, and all of that is true. But <laughs> there are 24 hours in a day. There's seven Man. days a week. There are 365 days a, 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 in a year. You don't see us every day. You don't yeah. see us in, in every fight that we experience. So I want to pose a question to you all, you know, how far gone, you know, can you be when you've refused to acknowledge and invest yourself in the fight? Those things that, again, can be right in front of your face, but you become accustomed to ignoring them. And and what are you risking as a result of not getting in your fight to juxtapose the things that are natural to you, to juxtapose the things that society say says are okay. That concept alone, it scares me because I genuinely know what it looks like, let alone feels like. And there's just immense risk, um, particularly as we, as we say we want to do this, this life for God. There is immense risk by not getting in our fight and doing yeah. the things that will allow us to be who God 
truly called us to be so that we can impact the people that he desires us to impact. So I'll digress. Elsie, any builds or clarity that you'd like to add to that? Yeah. So, bro, first of all, that was uh, that was a lot to digest, right, in such a great way. So much meat there. Um, and to your point, I would definitely encourage folks to go back to that Romans chapter 7, 15 through 20, and just kind of re-examine that scripture for themselves, right? And I love what you said earlier about, you know, this is not an opportunity for us to say, oh, man, well, I'm not doing this. Or I haven't done that, so I must be a failure. Or I must be falling short. Like at the end of the day, dude, we all fall short. Absolutely, <laughs> we Absolutely. all fall short. So Absolutely. Th- this is not this is not the uh, you know the the just want to make you feel bad about yourself podcast. This is the giving you the opportunity to see yourself podcast, right? Like so that you can do and change that perspective and action. And through what you were saying, I believe is definitely a critical tie-in from the last episode, right? As you were. Uh, connecting even into an interlude, we went from what are you living for mm-hmm. to the fight, right? And yep. you had asked earlier, um, and I'm going to just ask some additional commentary. You know, you asked, you know, have we, you know, as an audience, have we identified what our fight is? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I would like the audience to do in this is to kind of reflect on what that question actually means, right? Because in order for us to identify what our fight is, mm-hmm. I believe we have to have a sense of awareness. Yes. Of what we're living for, right? Like, if we have a sense of awareness of what we're living for, if that's clear, then what our fight is becomes clear as well, right? Okay. And, and what I mean, you know, what I mean by that is, for example, on the uh, the last episode, uh, the what are we living for? Mm-hmm. I had made a statement towards the very end, probably like the last five minutes or so, um, made a statement like, I'm not living for my family or mm-hmm. my marriage, right? Because if I live for my marriage or my family, then that's going to cause me to self-destruct. Right. And I, I want to build upon that, you know, with the theme of the fight, right? Because most, more importantly than just that, you know, going back to your question, Justin, what is your fight? So if I'm going to make this personal for myself, you know, I, I have to first reflect on that statement that I made about my family and say, basically, again, if I am living for my marriage mm-hmm. for my family, my children, for my, my, my home, if you will. And again, I didn't say serve, but if I'm living for them, I have to first understand that I can't serve two masters. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I know from a biblical perspective, most of us, most of us have heard that phrase of two masters in reference to God and money. Mm-hmm. But in this example, the two masters are God and my pride. Mm. Right. And and to be clear, one of those things have to go. Right. Hence, again, the free will, your ability to juxtapose your current position or choose your own path. Mm. Right. But if I said that I chose my fight to be against my pride, that's me taking action to submit to God. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not just a statement like as you talk about the gym, it's not me just getting a gym membership and never going. I'm actually showing up. Right. And then. And then it also begins with me addressing what am I living for? Mm-hmm. And, and here's why I say that in order for me to submit to God, I have to ask that question because if I ask most married men, women, mm-hmm. you know, people that are even just dating, uh, you know, are you living for your family? Are you living for your spouse, your children, your livelihood? Like if, is your purpose rooted in that? Mm-hmm. I guarantee most people will be willing to say yes, right? Yep. Just on a clear surface of that question. And mm-hmm. transparently, 
If you would ask me that same question four to five years ago, I would have said yes too, mm-hmm. right? But what if I told you guys, and this is something I had, you know, hard pill for me to swallow, that living for my family, living for your family is nothing more than a reflection of how pride plays a role in your life, mm-hmm. right? And and pride, we all know, leads to choices that have nothing to do with anything positive outside of conflict for not just you, but also your family. And just to, you know, illuminate that a little bit with the word here, a very simple, uh, short context here, Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 13, uh, verse 10. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice, they're wise. To dig a little deeper, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 11. Human pride will be brought down and human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on the day of judgment. So I'm, I'm saying that because if we think about certain comments that we make sometimes, especially if we're the head of our family, we're living for our families. You know, we make statements like I'm making choices for my family. Mm-hmm. I, I know what's in the best interest for my children. I know what's in the best interest to stabilize, you know, what we got going on. Right. But if we're asking ourselves, how, how in, in our knowing what's best, how often are we consulting God in that? Mm. How, how often are we getting his perspective or are we just waiting until things fall apart around us? And that's when we call on him. Right. Because that's when we are actually at sometimes even aggravated or agitated to even ask God for help or advice. Right. Because, again, our pride has taken precedent over our lives. Yeah. Right. And and the reality is, and this is, I think, the most important thing, guys, because it's not just about you, it's about who you impact. The reality Mm -hmm. is me living for myself or excuse me, not living for myself, me living for my family, Mm -hmm. my wife, my children. It puts them in danger of me, of my carnal nature, my pride, my ego. All those things will be given life. Mm -hmm. Right. And and look at this way. If I'm going to take credit saying that I've sacrificed it all for my family, my time, my money, my resources, my youth, then I've just become my family's God, mm-hmm. right? My pride is a representation of me being my family's God. And if you think about it from this perspective, through my actions, I demonstrate that I am my family's source since that's who I'm living for. Mm-hmm. Since I'm living for my family, all of my giving, all of my time, the way that I demonstrate as well as praise out loud to people how I show my family love and and how I bless them. Since I've put myself in this place of God, Mm. the very moment my family doesn't respond to all the good works that I performed and and don't shower me with the form of praise I feel that I've earned because of all that I've blessed them with. I just bought you this car. I just got you these diamond Mm -hmm. earrings. I just took you out to dinner, all these things. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. We're going to have a serious problem. I'm, you're going to have to now deal with my pride, which is going to give nothing but birth to my anger. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, there's no anger worse than an unhinged king. Right. And again, going back to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse four, a stable, excuse me, a king gives stability to his nation. But one who demands bribes, he destroys it. And you might be asking yourself, well, what is the bribe? The bribe is love me like you would God. Mm. Especially since I'm playing your God. Love me like you would God. 
that's a very dangerous place to be in, especially put your family in, right? right? So now to juxtapose that original statement of living for your family and changing it to, I desire to serve my family as Christ intended, with that slight change of thought, Jay, Mm -hmm. people can now acknowledge that our efforts, my efforts, my works, they have nothing to do with my family's stability. Mm -hmm. And because my efforts are motivated to serve my father in heaven, my family's benefits that they're going to get, they're going to become mine as well in ways that I could have never thought to see. Right. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, getting back to that, the original question about the fight, this is where your fight begins to transform mm-hmm. because at first the fight was about me and my pride. Now the fight is transforming to being about how I consistently operate in service for the Lord. Right. Understanding that staying in the fight actually depends on my consistency with relying on God. And, mm-hmm. and here's where I'm going with that. If you go to uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, this is Paul talking. said, so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present him to God perfect in relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power working within me. Mm -hmm. This text is about the consistency, the consistency of doing his work, Mm -hmm. managing our pride, operating in forgiveness, patience, love. You can't teach these things if you're not operating in that part. Right. So our understanding of what our fight is or what your fight is, it puts into context the work needed of you. Mm-hmm. Your fight might ha- might be about how you think, how you respond to people, mm-hmm. your family, your community, how you serve your workplace, mm-hmm. how you actually serve people that spit in your face, didn't value, mm-hmm. just rolled you off like you were nothing. Yeah. Right? Because... Well, you keep it in context that, hey, I'm serving God and it's not about me and I have to look at myself and how I'm serving, then we must be reminded mm-hmm. that even though we are in a fight, we, we are fighting somebody mm-hmm. and, and, and we have to ask ourselves, how are we preparing ourselves for that fight? Yeah. So that preparation comes from Ephesians 6, verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against the rulers and authorities and the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. So again, going back to what I was saying earlier, our consistency in the fight of relying on Jesus is showing how we put our armor on, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, being reminded that the consistency of the fight that we're in, it's the good fight. That's the fight of faith that God wants us to be a part of, right? And and to 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 close on that, First Timothy, uh, chapter uh, six, verse eleven says, "But you, men of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, mm-hmm. good, good, uh, godness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness." Fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. Take hold to eternal life to which you were called 
when you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Mm -hmm. we, we, if we're going to sit there and say that we are believers in Christ, let's get ready to get in the fight. I, I love everything you said, and I kind of want to just mention a few different points of what you said. Um, if, 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 if you're struggling with this, it, it, it is possibly uh, because you are not, like many of us, have not always put on our armor. Mm. And the way in which we do that is growing in grace, growing in the knowledge of God and being intentional about leveraging all that he has made available for us. When you put the armor on, it dilutes your flesh. Yes. So you, again, thinking, um, even back to the family ex example, right? You may not think, oh, well, that's what a mom is supposed to do. That's what a dad is supposed to do. But to your point, like if you're not, operating in this 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 godly service of 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 patience love forgiveness i love how you said uh lc like you can't expect the people you're stewarding over to 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 learn that by mm -hmm. osmosis you mm -hmm. are the example right mm -hmm. so it's like a domino effect where you being in your fight is preparing your children yeah. your spouse your whoever friends to get in their own fight at the there end of the go. day we're not here for ourselves right mm -hmm. we're here even if i am a single man i i'm not here just for myself i'm here for the will of my father there um, you, go. you know so i i think it, again if if you're struggling with that Definitely make sure you're doing your due diligence to put on the armor to see things from not the eye of the flesh, but the eye of, of, of God, that the, the, the lens in which he wants us to look at life through. Um, you know, and, and if you've stuck around long enough to, to listen to this podcast, I, I, I would hope you understand that Elsie and I, we believe in Jesus, Right. And, and, and yes, we get it. We're not Bible scholars here. And, and we understand there are different philosophies and different schools of thought. However, our goal is to keep our message very simple and very relevant. If you believe in God, you must believe in a devil. If you believe in a heaven, you must believe in a hell. That very clear indication of what juxtaposition looks like. So if we believe that there is a God who has ordained plans for us, including challenging moments that build our faith, that build our endurance, that build our, our impact, we are immensely misled if we don't realize that there is an adversary who seeks to do the complete opposite. So yeah. I'll take your attention over to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and it says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking like a roaring lion, excuse me, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, right? Like, again, there is an adversary who is literally fighting against us. And that brings in that, that mindset of spiritual warfare, LC, mm -hmm. that you mentioned, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about the, the heavenly places. Like, again, if we believe in God, we have to believe that there are forces that are against us. The Bible 
is very clear about this. Um, yeah. and, and many times we can open doors to, to, to that spiritual warfare to, to let the adversary in. And they can show up in, in scenarios like offense when we're offended yep. or scenarios yep. when we have lust, when we're drawn or when we're hurt or when we have envy or Elsie, like you said, when we are led by our pride. So those yeah. those are just a few moments uh, or, or 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 situations that can open the door to us losing the fight if we don't juxtapose those offensive moments, the lust, the hurt, the envy, the pride, and we're all susceptible to these moments. It's natural. It's human, but. You can let your natural human self knock down others as you pursue your own ambitions and your desires. You can let your natural human self let lust drive you to make decisions that hurt and severely impact others. You can let your natural human self yield to envy, which can cause you to love a, a, a hate a loved one, even if mm. it's done in secret. And you can even let your natural human self let your pride be the biggest downfall of your life even if you don't see it yourself and others do we've all been there one way or another and yeah. um while you may you know we and we all go through the temptation um of offense lust hurt envy pride just to name a few we don't have to yield that's the point of being in this fight right and guess what we will yield sometimes by the by the result of our our human nature, again, leveraging, um, you know, the, the, the Romans 7, 15, like we have human flesh that will yeah. make mistakes, but yeah. get back in the fight, yeah. get back on the right track, juxtapose what is natural and what seems innate. Um, and, you know, to the point of temptation, I want to very quickly before I pass over to you, Elsie, I want yeah. to uh, touch on 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And it says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So rather than us people listening or us Elsie and I talking rather than us acting like we have it all together with our big paychecks and cars and degrees and families and Instagram profiles rather than acting like we have it all together and in order to ensure that we're not setting ourselves up for failure and it may not be failure in this world that we live in today but failure in the life to come right because again if we believe in a a a, a, a god we believe in a devil if we believe in, mm -hmm. in 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 life currently on the earth we believe in a heaven right so our story doesn't end here right um right. and and we can set ourselves up for failure even in this world relational emotional in a myriad of different ways um it's just important and i hope it's coming clear to you guys it's important that we acknowledge we all are experiencing this fight and this fight is is set up is set up to destroy us it's set up to destroy our god-given futures but we don't have to allow it to especially when we get in the fight and especially when we are gaining ground Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, real quick, bro, one thing that you said that I um, I want to go back to a little bit. First Corinthians 10 and 13, there was a statement that you made, like if you 
you know, especially for those that may not be in the word, that may not actually even be sure what the relationship with God is, yeah. right? They ask themselves, why am I picking this Jesus versus, you know, doing what commonly is known to most people? Yeah. The fact that it says that there's no temptation that's overtaking you that is not common to man, that's, that's again, speaking that all men experience the same things, right? Yeah. It's so unique. Again, like we talked about in the first episode, you and I live two different lives, yet have very similar challenges, mm-hmm. right? But here's the difference for those that want to understand why Jesus is important, because as and I'm just going to kind of skip through that that uh, text a little bit where it says he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it, not avoid it, not mm. not just get over it, endure it, Love right? That. Endure to grow, right? Yeah. So when you're doing it for yourself, when you're living life just for yourself, when you don't have a relationship with God, or when you don't believe that Jesus is a is a, of substance, that's the part you're not going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to escape. You're not going to be able to endure. Oh, you will have the same issues. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you're not going to have the, the, the answers that you, Jay, and I are able to tap into mm-hmm. because of the acceptance, right? So that makes me think, though, about, again, just how Jesus' love for us is so great in a way that we can't even really articulate, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go to John chapter uh, 16, verse 33. This is Jesus where he's told to his disciples, let them know, I have told you these things Mm -hmm. so that in me, you may have peace. Mm -hmm. In this world, you will have trouble, Mm -hmm. but take heart. I've overcome the world, right? So again, about getting in that fight, why should you be encouraged to get back in your fight? Because of that right there. Mm -hmm. Simply off of that, right? And having great hope in that fight, Jay, it, it, it makes me think about what you said earlier. We don't have to fake this thing. Right. I don't have to pretend I have it all together. I have all the answers. I figured it out. No, I haven't. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know who I'm in my fight with, right? Because I'm not alone in my fight. And when I think about, you know, even those that, as you said earlier, might feel sidelined, they may not be in it just yet. Take hold to this part. Matthews chapter 11. Verse 28, again, Jesus speaking very clearly to us all. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Mm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Key word there, learn Mm -hmm. from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. Mm -hmm. Again, the burdens are still there. There's still going to be the challenges, but God is leading us through the fight. And that's what we got to remember. And and to be clear, guys, the the fight that God leads us through is not worldly temptation, right? He's not going to have you sitting there, you know, if you didn't get your Starbucks order right, you sitting there looking (laughs) at the cash and saying, they they got the wrong one today. Like, that's not, Jesus ain't part of that one, okay? I just want to be very clear about that, okay? Um, (laughs) He's not tempting you in that way. And, And to give context to that, you go to James chapter 1, verse 13, he says, when tempted, no one should say God is tempted. Right. For God cannot be, cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires mm-hmm. and enticed. Mm-hmm. Right? So ain't got nothing to do with God. God is not tempting us to be angry or, or any of those things. But if we were to reflect going back to some of the questions we asked earlier about who we're living for, mm-hmm. 
Now, that might highlight the type of fight that we're in, which is why when we're having some of the experiences with our spouses, with our colleagues, with our, our children, you know, we, we, we want to leave in that situation relatively upset, yeah. right? Frustrated, not understood, feeling belittled, right? All these different things because things did not go our way. And, and again, to summarize this, man, the battle of life isn't ours to fight alone. Amen. But if we keep in mind, as I hinted to earlier, that we're in spiritual warfare. And the one thing about it, spiritual warfare is an unavoidable conflict. So it's the best that we get comfortable, mm-hmm. right, with this experience. And, 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 and since, again, going back to what I said in Ephesians about the armor of God, putting that on, we have to understand it's not just about putting on the armor. How are we showing up to the fight? Mm-hmm. How do we respond when we're being attacked? And to be clear, your thoughts, your feelings, your past mistakes, your failures, the ones that you won't let go of, those, those are the enemies. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not your, your husband that forgot to you know, take the, the chicken out. It's not <laughs> your kids that didn't want to listen to you, right? It's those things. And if you want to know how you fight, ask yourself, how do I think? Mm-hmm. And lastly, again, brother, what are you living for? Yeah, I, I love everything you said. Um, and again, I, this may be a message worth listening back to, particularly if, if it was hard to digest or if you've been doing this Christian thing for a while and, and you don't feel that you're in a fight or if you feel that you're in a fight, you don't feel that you're gaining ground. Uh, it's important that we're having these conversations. God is yeah. he's super strategic uh, to use two random brothers to 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 share messages like this. As mentioned before, we are only doing this because of the pure just passion that God has put on our heart. And as you yeah. all probably see, we see it as well. Times are getting worse. They're not getting better. Um, and scripture supports that. And it's important to know that in, in one aspect of these end times that we live in, um, it's illuminated in Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 3. And it goes on to say, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires um, they'll all, chapter four says they will say, where is the promise of his coming? Referring to Jesus for ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. So you can just get comfortable, right. And, and just say, Oh, I've heard about Jesus coming back. I've heard about this, you know, God thing. And, you know, life seems to be fine for me. You know, I, I get it mm. that there's inflation, but my six figure check is still coming in, you know, um, but going down to verse eight, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with <laughs> <laughs> it was the way I said beloved. Right? <laughs> you you take you taking me out the spirit, brother. Let me go back. <laughs> Let me start. Okay, verse eight. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, 
but that all should reach repentance. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief and then the heavens will pass away with a roar and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved and the earth and its works that are done on it will be exposed. So um, uh, again, this was uh, re-recorded because we, we you know, wanted to get through some of the technical things. And, and for me personally, I, I knew this was a, a heavier message, even longer message. Uh, but, but I hope that this does not serve only as just, um, you know, uh, a warning, but mm. awareness. Um, yes. You know, you, you, you are now that you've listened to this, you don't have an excuse to, to, to live like everyone else and, and to just do things like everyone else does them. You now have an awareness to know that you have a God who is on your site and he strategically allows this level of warfare to happen to all of us. Yes. You yes. have a choice to again count your paychecks get the white picket fence or live well beneath what god has called you to live or get in the fight do the things that make you uncomfortable that serve mm. his plan mm. and subsequently impact the lives of of other people Elsie, i'll toss the mic over to you any last closing words before i i, I wrap it up no nah, bro i think um you said it. You said it best there. I, I would just say again to those that may not be sure how to start, where to start. Starts with your humility mm. and just acknowledging. You know what? I don't have all the answers. But to your point, Jay, this uh, this latest episode has a lot of meat yeah. for folks to go back to. And again, identify yourself in the word as you're reading mm -hmm. so that you can feel connected to what you got going on. Mm -hmm. And that, that's all I believe, too. Yeah. But we love y'all, man. And uh, can't wait to do this again next week. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope y'all stick around with us. Um, but as always, we will be back next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition. <laughs>